match, man. You know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. <laughs> All right, fuck it, let's get it. Yeah, sir. What's popping with y'all? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Until Further Noise podcast. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. OG Hatch, man. You know what the fuck it is, man. What's up with the people, man? Hope you're out there looking good, feeling good, staying motherfucking safe, cuz. It's a whole lot of shit going on in them streets. We know that shit by now. Uh, I want to say shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in, joining the fucking conversation, man. Let's keep building this empire brick by brick. Uh, I'm come clean. I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. I'm recording this part of the episode um, after I did the interview, after I did the edits and all types of shit, bro. I don't know what the fuck happened, bro, but everything I said before the interview and after the interview, just came out ass, bro. It came out choppy as a motherfucker, and I just don't feel comfortable putting shit out, you know, so putting that type of content out for you guys with my name until, uh, attached to it um, because I take this shit uh, serious. Even though it was like 20 or 25 more minutes of premium fucking content, I must say. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I was in my fucking bag. I was talking about big booty, thick bitches with dreads, throwing that ass back with that motherfucker just clapping on your stomach and all that, man. I'm talking about the life. <laughs> I was talking about all types of shit, man. Um, but this is episode 52, man. We on the grind at 100, man. The grind don't fucking stop. It's the year anniversary of this podcast. We've been doing this shit for a year now. So I want to say shout out to everybody that's been rocking with the kid for a year straight, man. I truly appreciate it, bro. I'm truly fucking humble. And let's keep building this empire brick by brick. Um, this week, we did have an interview with my, with a friend of mine, a friend of the show, my, my boy Bilal. Um, somebody who were a, a man of many hats, father, activist, musician, and just an all-around good fucking dude. Uh, that was the main goal of this podcast to bring dope individuals on this podcast. Everybody been crying, talking about when Ash, we ain't gonna bring a guest on there. I got you, cuz. Don't worry about it. You have to be comfortable with the shit. You know what I'm saying? I had to make sure I was taking this shit serious. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like I said, I don't know what the fuck happened with the content, man. Everything I said before the interview and after the interview just came out bad. But I am happy that the interview portion of the podcast was saved. Uh, I feel like even though it is short, it got cut a little bit short, which will be explained a little bit into the podcast. Um, it got cut a little bit short, but there was some gems dropped into this interview that I do think uh, a lot of people will take heed to and a lot of people will appreciate. So, enough of me talking, man. Go ahead and get into the episode. Yeah, did. I was talking about, I am serious about them big boy thick bitch that was throwing that ass back. I mean, oh, we love it. <laughs> it's in black power. Oh, there we go. Mike unmuted. Thank you for having me, black man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. You. And uh, peace and prosperity to everything that you got going on. I heard you say this is the one year anniversary, and I'm honored that you would even just yeah, think yeah. of me while you're doing such great things yourself. So, man, keep up the great work. Man, I appreciate that, man. Like I said, man, like we, we shot to that before we went live, man. Like I told you, bro, I ain't, and I ain't no Fugazi shit, and I ain't no kissing up shit. I met you years ago, man. We was working with each other. And from the moment I met you, bro, I knew you was a real dude, and I knew you stood for something. And when I first had the thought about making this podcast, bro, like I said, I, I always I knew hella talented people. I I feel like black people as a whole, we just talented as fuck. It's it's it just in us, you know what I'm saying? It, we we right. can be full of shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we can be lazy, but we talented, you know what I'm saying? And and I and I know when I I, I think I'm a real person. I know when I see and I know when I see real people. 
And like I said, when I first met you, you, you always kept it funky with me. You stayed true to yourself and you was you at moments when I know it was kind of kind of wild for you to do that shit, you know what I'm saying, on a professional level. So I want to always make sure I brought you on this podcast first, bro, because I respect everything that you do. And, you know, I, and I want to get right into it, bro. Um, I, I want to ask you, as, as a person, as, as a black man in America, I want to tap in with a mental health check, bro. So how are you as a black man in America right now, mentally, physically, spiritually, everything, bro? Um. On a scale of one to ten, I think I'm a little bit above average, and that's just because I say above average is because I, I consider myself to be hanging in there. The average person is not hanging in there though in this state right now that we're in. So I consider myself to be a little bit above average. It's, every day is a struggle, of course, but man, uh, I'm just grateful to be on the other side of that halfway mark for sure. Nah, facts, facts, facts. It's just. I think a lot. I, I think right now, you know, on this podcast, bro. Since day one, I've been a big advocate of mental health. You know, what I'm saying I, I go see a therapist. You know, what I'm saying I think a lot of people. I know now in 2021, mental health and therapy. That's them like keywords and trigger words and shit like that. It's like popularity now. Um, but I do understand that it's still a lot of people out there that don't tap in, don't even communicate with people that they cool with on a day to day basis. What where they at mentally? You know what I'm saying? So. I just wanted to ask you that because I know I preach the shit and I know I ain't trying to jump on that wave, but I think just that what you stand for and this has I talk how I've been living these last couple months and these last couple years, honestly, I wanted to make sure I asked you just how you was doing right now in this crazy ass life right now we living. Um, yeah, hanging in there. Fact. So get into it, bro. 2020 was a crazy motherfucking me time. Crazy motherfucking me year, bro. How did you get through 2020? Um, Man, just faith, definitely faith in what I know and what I believe in. I think it was an opportunity and a, and a, 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 a point in time where everybody was put to the test, mm -hmm. uh, where the things that you talk about, you either going to stand on or you're going to fold. And there's going to be other times that we face with with that. But I think 2020 was our first real time in our lifetime that we've ever been put in a position where we had to decide whether we were going to stand on what we believe in or fall with or go with the masses, follow the sheep. So I think it was, it was beautiful for me. Honestly, I like being able to uh, work from home. I liked having the children there with me. Uh, it's like, it was, it was perfect for me. That was the, it's the life that I would want if I could, you know, I could make, Right. Make money all day, and I see my children all day as well. I'm playing a big part in their education, all that good stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. so definitely, I uh, I made it through it. I, I still really don't know how, but I'm gonna just use that for now. Nah, I, I, that's real shit. Like I said, when I think about 2020, man, I, I you know, first you think about COVID. You know, that's the first thing that popped the motherfuckers head. You know, what I'm saying you think about the work from home and, and the things that how people's life changed due to COVID. But when you think about all the people we lost in 2020, like I said, not even, not even on a personal level, because in 2020, I lost grandparents, I lost family members, I lost cousins and shit like that. But even just on a big level, just like a, the celebrities we lost, you know, Kobe, you know what I'm saying? When, when you lose Kobe, Mamba mentality type shit, you know, everybody rocking with that. And it's like, when you lose all these big people in life, and then you look over at 2021. Now, a big thing on this podcast, Robin Land people know that 2021 and 2020, it ain't that much of a difference. Now, to me, it's all about a mindset. COVID's still out there. You know what I'm saying? COVID's still fucking motherfuckers up. 
You know what I'm saying? COVID, my first still ain't wearing masks. You go out here in Phoenix with me, you already know how people giving it up. Right. So it's like, when I think about 2021, we still losing legends. We lost Hank Aaron earlier this, this year. You know what I'm saying? We, we, who else? We just lost. Marquee. We just lost. Uh, who? Just Biz Marquis just died. Like, we yeah. still losing legends. DMX. I just lost who? DMX, Shock G. Man. So we still losing legends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just lost another grandparent, you know what I'm saying, a few weeks ago. So when I think about 2020 and 2021, it's not that much of a difference, but you, when you see everybody moving, how they moving, is it all a mindset? You know what I'm saying? Do you think it's all a mindset? Do you think it's just motherfuckers is just used to shit now? Or do you think, nah, it just, it, it's still as dangerous as it is. People still moving with caution. Do you think it's all a mindset? What's your take on that? Well, I think there there's three types of people that's right now. I think there's people that's, that's scared out their minds, so they're going to they gonna do whatever they think that they they're in survival mode literally. So they're gonna do whatever they think is best, whether it's take vaccine, whether it's jump off this damn bridge, if because I think it's gonna save your life. They're gonna do whatever they were told to do, right? right. Then there are those people who are kind of like on the fence where um they they wanna believe they want they they have their thoughts and their perceptions of the way things are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But now that it's going a little different, they're struggling to stay with what they believe in, uh, stay on that side of the line. Then, And then those are there's the third people. And those are the ones who, no matter what, they're not going against what they believe in. They're ready to uh, – they're ready to, to bounce up out of here if that's what it takes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thanks. You definitely see those people. Like I said, I got people close to me that didn't took the vaccine. I'm hey, look, man. Me, nigga, me personally. <laughs> nah, fam. I gotta see this shit play out. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm not gonna knock nobody for taking it because I do understand the risk that you know what I'm saying. Niggas are scared. You know what I'm saying? Right. Niggas are scared. Niggas do shit that they may second guess. You know what I'm saying? In the future, <laughs> but. Right. When niggas are scared, niggas make decisions. So I'm not too, I'm not too mad about it. But like I said, I, I do, I do understand where you're coming from. I do agree with you. Like there's just three different types of people that's going about this shit. And like I say, it, it, 2020 and 2021 is pretty much the same. We just got a new president that's running and shit. You know, what I'm saying it, same shit going on. You know what I mean? Um, right. Uh, but moving on, moving on though. You know, because I know we, I know we a little bit pressed on time. I don't want to hold you up by like I just honored time. I just honored the fact that you even. Hopping on it with me, bro. Some real shit. Um, but moving on. Um, you a person, you a person that like I say, you you a man that wear many hats, you know what I'm saying? You 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 you're a father, you're I, I, I hesitate using the word activist just because I know when we put that word attached to people, it's certain, you know what I'm saying, stigmas and certain things that people hold you to. At right. the end of the day, nigga, we all shit sleep, you know what I'm saying? Fuck, we all do the same shit. You know what I'm saying? They say Martin Luther King was already fucking hell of a motherfucker. Look, I'm mad at him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, nigga? If you if you saying that good shit, get some pussy. <laughs> but but like I said, you a person that wear many, you a man in many hats. You make music, you know what I'm saying? You hang with the youth and, all, and everything like that. So my question to you, and, and when it when it comes to you making music, what got you into making music, bro? Well, wow. So I, I started making music like when I was 14 years old. That's that's over 20 years ago. <laughs> that's crazy just to say that out loud. But yeah. Hey, that's hey, that's 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 sticking that's sticking to something love though. 
but I just started doing music as a, uh, you know, just kind of as an outlet for what I was going through as, as a young teenager and at home and so forth and just something I was good at doing. Um, then I decided to do it for a career at uh, uh, my early adult years. Uh, did my whole 20s pretty much chasing a rap career, which is I don't uh, I don't suggest our youth do that. But I was kind of like underneath that spill that that was purposely put out into our communities. So uh, my whole 20s, I pretty much did that. I stopped doing music for a while, just kind of took a break, figured out where I was at with life. And then uh, I, I got back to music once I felt like I had I had more to say. And I was ready. I was ready because I was uh, a little bit more knowledgeable about the things that I really wanted to talk about, you know, because I always wanted to, you know, as an artist, I always wanted to spit like uh, I had I was like Tupac is like my favorite artist, you know what I mean? And like yes. my favorite song from Tupac when I was a child was Dear Mama. So I was always based my songs off of like catch, like stuff that grab you and you know what I mean. So I always yeah. wanted to make those powerful real shit like that. You know what I mean. So yeah. I was happy to be able to get back to it and somewhat be in that category of making conscious music. You know what I mean. Facts. No, I appreciate that. And that's and I think that's a lot of things. Cause let's say I was born '95. I'm a young nigga. Obviously, I just turned 26 yesterday. <laughs> so. This this shit, I'm, I'm young, but already outside with the street light on. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You use our, you was already down to getting off the porch and shit. You was already off the porch. But it's like I, I think, I think it's a, it's a certain age cutoff to where you understand real shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm me born '95. I'm, I'm a West Coast nigga. My family from the West Coast, so I was listening to real music growing up. You know what I mean? So I, I I understand where you coming from, and I appreciate where you coming from. Somebody's been making music for all these motherfucking years. You be staying dedicated to actually making having a message, you know what I mean? Because like I said, and the way music been going for the last niggas twenty years, basically, you know what I'm saying? So just, let's say just say oh three. Let's just say say fucking oh three. They're in their twenty years. It's twenty twenty one. So they're in there for the last twenty years. Music ain't really been about shit. The message wise, you know what I mean? So it's like I think. You got the Kendricks, you know, so you got the Lupe's, you got the Commons and shit like that. But I think it's also, you got, it's, it's hella motherfuckers out there that's still keeping up with having a message. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see, you grew up on Tupac. And I think the people that, that grew up in that Tupac, that come from that Tupac tree, which is, it's sad to say, it's few of the motherfuckers now that we getting older, because now I'm, I'm starting to feel old as a motherfucker listening to these music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like the people that come from that Tupac tree, you can hear it in their music. You can hear it in the way that they even carry themselves in life because right. they got a message and they got a, a, a motive. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So when it comes to like, like you said, you, you you talked about having a message and stuff like that. Um, my question to you is, how do you find the balance? You know what I mean? And and making it so, because like I said, music is different now. You know what I'm saying? Niggas just want a nice beat. You know what I mean? Niggas just want to, girls want to shake their ass. Niggas want to put their guns out. You know what I'm saying? And niggas just want to have a nice little tune. So, but you want to have a message. How do you balance having a message and just making a good song? Which which one which one do you care more about? Like I said, you've been doing it for a while now. You Niggas know how you give it up. I know how you right. give it up. And I've been knowing you for a few years now. So, it's like when you're in the studio, which I believe is where you at now. Like, so you got your own studio and everything. We're going to get into that a little bit later in the pod. How do you balance, you know what I'm saying, making music like that? Because as a podcaster, 
I, I come over here talking about real shit. I, you can already tell we've been doing this for only, you know what I'm saying, a few minutes. We didn't jump all over the motherfucking place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but I got to find a balance of talking about what I want to talk about and what other motherfuckers want to talk about, want her and shit like that. So how do you balance that as a musician, making music and also having a message and just making a good fucking song? Man, uh, it's still a challenge, to be honest. Uh, I just try to just try to get in my zone and, and, and stay and stay in my lane. Get in my zone and stay in my lane, you know what I mean? And when I find myself drifting off, I'm like, yeah, that's that kind of sound like the old me, you know what I mean? Every blue moon, I might throw something in there just to let them know that's still a part of me. Thanks. I, I always try to like uh, show the improvement or the advancement that I don't want to still be talking about the same stuff 10 years later. You know what I mean? Nah, that's real shit. That's real shit. Cause it's all about growth at the end of the motherfucking day. Right. That's really, all, that's really what it's all about. If you ain't growing, you ain't doing shit. I talked about a few episodes ago. I was talking about, uh, forget the nigga name. I feel bad for getting nigga name. Cause he dead now. <laughs> that's fucked up. But, um, he was a rapper and he, uh, he did an interview with Vlad, and he uh, he told his life story, and the interview was only thirty minutes long. And I'm yeah. like, damn, nigga, like you ain't you ain't live shit, you ain't did shit, right? You know what I mean, like it, it's it, it's fucked up that niggas is dying so young, but then it's like niggas ain't did shit, like nigga. You to me, I, I look at it like this: if I ask a nigga tell me your life story, and you kept that shit in thirty minutes, my nigga, you were born ass, you ain't did shit, you ain't traveled. You ain't, you ain't, you, you know what I'm saying? You ain't did shit. You ain't got, you ain't touched the, uh, enough money. You know, it just, it's just, I can tell because you talk to me for 30 minutes, nigga. We only get into like middle school. Like, nigga, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to keep it real. I, I done forgot most of the shit I done did more than five years ago. And that's not, that's not fresh. That's just growing. It's really the reality of a lot of young black males, though, especially because some, some, Eight out of ten of young black males on the block never left that block. They were born on that block and they never left it. Their parents was born on there. Their grandparents might have migrated there, but it's just generations of people not, that shit, not in the world and thinking that they're they're boxed in literally. You know what I mean? Just to their city or even just to their state. You know what I mean? That's still being boxed in, but. Um, I, I, that's why I think traveling is so important. Just traveling, it automatically in, increases your intelligence. Just being able to look and being able to smell and breathe a different air was going to increase your intelligence. So Man. get off the pot. That's some real shit. That's that's some real ass shit. Like I said, I, I, I tell motherfuckers all the time, bro. I went to um I went to Mexico and like amazing tacos. You know what I'm saying? Tacos and bird in Mexico is different. That shit hit different. We in Phoenix, so like we know, but like in Mexico, that shit hit different. I ain't gonna fake it. But it's like when you look around, like you know when you driving and shit, you see motherfuckers out here in Phoenix, you know, it's fucked up. It's it's worse in other countries. So like when you see when motherfuckers travel and you just see the people that's fucked up out there. It makes you think about your worst day. You like, bro, it ain't that bad. Like, nigga, I just only had ten dollars to my name, but my bills was paid. Facts. These motherfuckers out here, they they really fucked up. You know what I'm saying? You start for you start finding small reasons to uh be for uh there's one there's one uh secret to success that a lot of millionaires and billionaires use on their road to success, and even once they become successful. 
is that daily they write down five three five things that they're grateful for daily so after a while you just can you constantly thinking about being grateful is putting yourself in that mind state but then you can also go back and identify with some of those things if you need to if you're having a bad day you just go back and look at the uh, hundreds of things that you're grateful for after a while so uh, personally i haven't been able to really jump on that task but i do um i do tell everybody else because I know I, I learned it, and just because I haven't done it myself, I still want to share that information. Nah, I'm glad you shared it, man. Because I need to do that shit. Because because I, I tell I, I I think to myself all the time that you know I, I think as people, bro, we we look too far ahead in the future. You know, niggas is always planning their next move. Niggas is trying to come up. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like. Like when I got, like I just mentioned, like I forgot most of the shit I did that wasn't wasn't within the last five years. That's not because I'm flexing or doing. It's because I'm always focused on the next move. Right. And it's pros and cons to that because when you're not living in the moment, you know what I'm saying. Then when it comes to trying to do shit like you just said, writing down every day five things that you're thankful for, that shit can be tough. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're not living in the moment, shit, you you. You tunnel vision with the shit. Motherfuckers around, you're not, you're not engaging with people like you should. You're not, you know, you're not just soaking in. You're not all the success. You're not just soaking in, just chilling on your couch, you know what I'm saying? Just with your dog. You're not soaking that shit. You're not appreciating that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I need to do what the fuck, that, take that advice and just write down that shit because, like you said, it's going to be hard, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to remember doing that shit. But I do think that's something that we, we all need to do. Like you said, you said millionaires do that shit? billionaires yeah that's a some uh like secrets to uh secrets that's some millionaires class or something i took online um but then i heard it over other conversations as well so i'm like it must be some legitimacy to that you know you got a billion dollars not yet I ain't got no big dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm about, to, I'm about to open up my journal and start doing it. Yeah, fuck all that, man. If them niggas doing it, if them niggas saying it's working, hey man. <laughs> them niggas know something I don't clearly. Right. All right, man. <laughs> when that's real shit, though, I think and I think everybody needs to tap in and actually do that. Um, moving on, man. My, my next question, I want to tap in with you, and I want to talk to you about blame culture, bro. Okay. Now, I it took me a while to even th- think about how I was gonna present this to you, because when I say blame culture, I don't even think that's a term that's just thrown around out there like that. We heard, you know, what I'm saying cancel culture and shit like that, black culture, you know, what I'm saying K- Karen culture, all that shit. Right. But blame culture is something I want to tap into is because as black people, we know it's been fucked up for us, bro. Like we get it. You know what I'm saying? like, And I'm not saying don't talk about the shit. I talk about the shit every week. I live for this shit. <laughs> but I am a motherfucker that I understand, like, I think before I do certain things, I move a certain way. You know what I'm saying? When I know the, the odds are against me, I when I know it's six niggas over there trying to jump me, I hit the weight room a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? I get a little bit stronger. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to knock at least three of you niggas out. Fuck it. Somebody going down. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But it's like with blame culture, we all know motherfuckers that 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 preach the white man got their phone in it. Right now, 
It's true. And they got a size fourteens on our ass. We just seen what happened, to George Floyd. R.I.P. That was a needle. But when it comes to the people that you know that say that, but don't work hard to get out of their situation, it's one thing for the motherfucker to say that, but you see them on that grizzly. You know right. what I mean? But for the motherfucker that's saying that, that you know, like nigga, you ain't even working that hard. Like, like for me, for instance, it's, it's a little, it's, a, it's, it's probably a weird example. But I was talking about this podcast a few weeks ago, bro. Like I said, it's been a year, it's been a year now and shit like that. And I was talking about the growth of this podcast. Right. I had to be honest with myself. I wasn't working as hard as I could have. Right. Like, I think I think we all get get used to just saying we working hard as a motherfucker. Like we right. all got a, we all got eight to fives, but we all know that motherfucker that's just clocking in and leaving at five. That nigga, he don't give a fuck. He just, I'm doing it now. I'm, hey, what the fuck? Keeping it real. <laughs> we all know that person. Right. <laughs> but that same motherfucker will tell you, you ask him six months later, that nigga will tell you, nigga, I've been working my ass off eight to five, six months now. But it's right. like, you've been, you been working, but you ain't been working. But that, but one, but a few of them motherfuckers will say, you know, I'm, but you see where I'm going. What? How yeah. do you feel about that? I think those are two separate things. So one, so one, I definitely, like you said, I definitely don't want to discredit the fact that uh, the white man has had and still does have his foot on our neck. However, we are the strongest, most powerful uh, individual on this planet. So, however, we could handle everything. It should not be an excuse to hold us down. But also, um, it, it psychologically... Um, it's it's damaging as well so it, it, it's trauma like and when we started this conversation talking about mental health some of these brothers aren't acting that's all they really got mentally that's all that that's where they're at with it so that's why it takes like stronger brothers like myself and like you to build as many people up as as we can you know what i mean to try to get them on our level or or not even necessarily on our level but just to raise up their level to take them to a different place because that mental health is really a uh, it's really a, a thing, and it's it's the trauma that comes along with some of the things that we face as a as a nation is out of our hands. Sometimes, sometimes you just you're born into it. You feel me? Yeah. I was just thinking about it, uh, my, my my situation earlier when I was just getting ready. I'm like, if anything, it, it might not make sense to people, but I had to find my way to where I'm at now. You feel me? And everybody's going to say like, yeah, of course, you know, you go out there, you make your own mistakes and all of that. But no, I literally had to find my way. There wasn't nobody there for me when I made those mistakes or if I made the mistake or to tell me not to make the mistake. You feel me? So I found my way to where I'm at. So that goes with what you were saying as well. Yes, I had all of those same uh, barriers in front of me. However, I maneuvered around them and did the things that I had to do to find myself to where I'm at right now, which is a little bit above average mentally and mental health. Nah, nah, that's real shit. That's real shit. Because like you said, I, I now, now that I think about it and I heard where you're coming from, they are they are two different things. I, I do think they kind of bleed into each other a little bit. You know yep. what I'm but they are two different things. Like I said, and like, and like you mentioned, we are strong as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like I told you, I just think black people are dope as fuck. I know hell of, I just know dope people. You know, that just it just is what it is. But like you said, it ties into to, to the mental health aspect, and because 
we, we like I said, we born with shit. We born with the fucked up mindset, damn near. Right. Like I said, it, it takes it takes a strong-minded individual to be like, all right, now nah, fuck, I got some got change, some got to give. You know what I mean? And right. really, what it was for me, bro, is because, and I'm gonna tap, I'm gonna say this before I move into the next topic. You know, growing up, motherfuckers tell you how big the world is. You know what right. I'm saying? But it's like as you get older, it's like, yeah, this motherfucker big. It ain't that motherfucking big. And the reason why I say that is because you start knowing a lot of motherfuckers that's home. You ever know, you ever noticed that? Like, have you just thought about how many people you know in your life that, that ain't touched a, a certain bag or that ain't been in a certain position? How many pro athletes do you know? I'm gonna speak for myself. I know hella niggas in the, that have made the league. You know what I'm saying? I know people that I don't work with, you know what I'm saying, A-list celebrities. You right. know, what I know people, I know I got cousins that got babies by. You know what I'm saying? A-list celebrities that have been on TV. I got a cousin had their own TV show on a on a primetime network. You know, we know rappers that make it and shit. Like, we just know people. Right. Or you know a cousin of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know a cousin of LeBron or some shit like that. You know what I mean? But it's like, that's what made, that's what made me change my mindset as a kid. When I was like, hold on, bro. I know way too many people that, that wasn't shit like me. That's getting to it. So it's like, I think sometimes it just takes something for some some people to just something to click for some people. And like I said, we got to do our best as I think we got to do our best as a community, as a culture to lift up each other to do that. Because like I said, everybody ain't built like that. A lot of people don't see the important things in life. You know what I mean? Right. That, but, and one thing we got to remember when dealing with our people, though, is that uh, we're, we're vibrational people. So we we we. Uh, we're we build off of vibes off of the vibration you feel me yeah. so as long as you're spreading good vibes then you giving the people what they need it's on them to take it from there you feel me facts 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 um moving on let me get let me i want to ask you about something man because i just graduated recently bro last year and doing that fucked up 2020 year i'd be forgetting i even graduated bro just send me a degree in the mail type shit um uh, um but <laughs> that's not even cool it ain't, bro. I spent way too much money, bro. They got me fucked up. Right. <laughs> but um, one thing I seen, bro, I was working at Walmart a few years ago, and I seen this uh, this this shit on the news. It's about this kid. Yeah, he was fucked up. And I, when I say fucked up, I ain't trying to be funny, but yeah, it was some shit wrong. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but he had some type of technology. It was like like this damn like this headset, bro. And anything he thought of, it, it searched that shit on the internet and said the answer to him in his ear. This was about like six years ago. You know what I'm saying? And at that moment, I was like, yo, man, school going to be relevant in the future. Definitely. Now, I still went to school and got my degree and shit because it, it was a personal thing for me and my family. Now, my question to you is, what do you think about, what do you think these kids should go, say going forward? Because you you somebody that deal with the youth, you know what I mean? I just want to see your opinion on it because I, I don't think of degrees are going to be that important. Like It's already hard months that got bachelors now. I got my bachelors. They looking at that shit like, Nigga, you need your masters. Right. So what do you say for the kids growing up in the future? Should they get that college degree or should they go into trading and coding and things like that? What do you think well, would be more beneficial going forward for these kids? Well, um, I do want to start this by saying I'm going to try to touch on everything in this short little two minute time that I do have left because I got another meeting with some other powerful brothers that are also in this next room here. I want to make for sure, sure, that for, sure. for that. And uh, I do definitely want to do this with you again. I feel like we definitely didn't have enough time. But so 
what I believe as coming from a father and a mentor and, and so forth, I think that um, it depends on the child. So um, some children, college is going to work. I still say college is, is an, uh, should be a goal for some children. Um, but for others, like trade schools and things like that, more hands-on skills are going to work, especially for our young men. Um, and those type of trades should be in technology. It should be in healthcare. It should be in some of the things that are going to continue to flourish in the future. Um, and when I say a mentor, uh, when I started the conversation, I mentioned mentor. So I'm also a mentor for Fight for Life, No Excuses, which is a, a manhood training program. It's a 12-week program that we offer in the fall, and it's a 10-week program that we offer in the spring. Those two programs, uh, but one program has been going on for six years. The other one we just started in, in 2021. It's kind of like just to help with everything that was going on in 2020. So um, if you're interested in getting your son into that, definitely visit the website, fightforlifenoexcuses.com. Um, but you can also get to that website from our website, obfconline.com. That should be streaming at the bottom of this page. Soon, if you haven't seen it yet, you can find. Yes, get that for you. Right. Um, we also work with fathers as well. So we have a father support group that we do every Tuesday. All you have to do is text the letters OBFC to the number 844-675-7515. Um, again, that's 844-675-7515. Text the letters OBFC. That will get you the, the link to join that call every night. It's very powerful, very encouraging, motivating. I learn something every week. Um, it's for us men. It's for us fathers. Um, and they always talk about there's nothing for us, but there is. If you want it, it's there. It's like we're going back to the blame culture. If you want it, it's there. Go get it. I'm going to leave with that. Now, facts, man. I appreciate you for joining us, man. Like I said, I knew he was on short time, but like I said, it was, it was an honor having you, bro. And we got to do this again, man. I want you to become a recurring guest in the future, man. I, I, I thank you for even giving me your time that you gave me, bro. Appreciate you. Salute you. I got your, your stuff going at the bottom. And also, I'm going to dive deeper into it later on the podcast, bro. Thank you once again, bro. And, and bless you, man. And stay safe, bro. Ah, fuck, man. I'm so pissed off that the rest of this motherfucking movie episode cannot get published for y'all, man. Fuck! <laughs> Uh, that's all I got for you guys this week, man. I, damn, I'm so fucking pissed off, man. Like I told y'all, man, everything I said after the interview, man, got, I got to scrap it, man. I just don't feel comfortable putting that shit out. It came out way too bad of quality, man. I, I just don't want to disrespect y'all like that. I respect y'all too much, man. Respect everything y'all done for me and done for this podcast uh, so far without this first year. Um, but that's all I got for you guys this week, man. Um, I do want to say... Uh, that's all I got for you guys. But like I said, man, fuck, I'm so pissed off, bro. I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. I'm so pissed off that the rest of the, that I can't let y'all hear the rest of that, what I say on this. Oh, God damn it. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, that's all I got. Uh. Uh, that's all I got for you guys, man. Fuck, bro. I ain't gonna fake it, bro. I'm a little bit salty that you know what I'm saying the rest of this ep the rest of the episode I can't put out, man, just because of the quality of it was so fucking bad. But that's just the way it is, man. The main thing got accomplished. We did get the interview done. 
Um, it was cut a little bit short, but like I said, it is what it is. I'm just happy I got – I was able to even get the time I was able to get with him. Like I said, he's been somebody I've been wanting to talk to on this podcast since day fucking one. Um, so I, I'm just happy at the end of the day that I was able to keep the main thing, the main thing, and get the job done, did the interview out for the public, and, and shine light on somebody I just think is a dope individual. Um, I do want you guys to check out his studio called Central Station Studios. It's located at 8841 North Central Phoenix, 85017. Um, it, it's, central, it's, it's a studio throughout the week, and it turns into a Nacho Express, which, which is also located at the Central Station Studios. Um, on Saturday and Sundays from 12 p.m. noon to 3 to 3 p.m., um, they serve nachos. You can go in there and order you some nachos and things of that nature. Um, also, visit the www. Uh, man, God damn, Hatch, what the fuck, man? Just get this shit out the way. Uh, so all I got for you guys this week, man. I ain't gonna fake it, bro. I'm a little bit upset, man, that 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 uh the episode's a little bit fucked up that you guys can't hear the rest of the content that I have recorded for you guys this week. I'm telling you it was some premium shit. Um, but the main thing was the main thing. You can't be mad, man. Technology have its own have its own mind. Sometimes it does what it wants over these ways. I ain't gonna fake it. Uh, once we get the better equipment and stuff like that. Um, we can't use that as an excuse no more. But as of right now, we just got to deal with what we got, what we got the, at the moment. Um, but the main thing was the main thing. The main thing was the interview, and we got that done, even though it was cut a little bit short. Um, I am happy that Bilal gave me his time um, that he gave me um, to do the little short. Not even – God damn it. All right. Uh, that's all I got for you guys this week, man. Um. I ain't gonna fake it, bro. I'm a little bit tight, you know what I mean. That the, that the episode didn't go how I wanted, you know what I'm saying. With the, with the premium content that I recorded for you guys, I gotta cut a little bit short just because of the quality of everything I said before and after the interview just came out so fucking bad, bro. And I respect you guys too much to put that shit into your ear, to your to your ear, to your earbud, your earbuds like that. Um, I just respect y'all too much, bro. And with my name attached to it, trying to grow this brand, I can't push shit out that fucking bad, bro. <laughs> I'm be honest with you. Um, but I, but the main thing was the main thing. We got the interview out the way, even though it was cut a little bit short. Like I said, I think it was a few gems, not even a few. I think it was some gems dropped in that interview, man, that a lot of people can take heed to, man. I want to thank Bilal again for giving me the time of day for coming on my podcast, man. From day one, he was he was somebody I had in mind to bring on this podcast and shine light to. And I'm happy. I'm happy as an individual. And I'm happy as a man. And I was able to actually do that. And I stuck with my goal, man. I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. It felt good to have him on here. Um, I do want everybody to check out his studio, man. Central Station Studios is located at 8841 North Central Phoenix, um, 85017. Um, studio throughout the week. Um, on the weekends, it turns into Nacho Express, which is also located at the Central Station Studios, Saturday and Sunday from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. I'm going there and get you some nachos, man. Go get you some. Go get you some. <laughs> um, I want to say visit the website, man, www obfconline.com for the updates of what they got going on man with not only with the music but what they're doing with the youth and what they're doing helping black fathers out in the community um go check out the the, the website once again www.obfconline.com for all the updates they got coming your way what they got coming and what they got going down in the community man once again shout out to Bilal and shout out to everybody that's been tapped in joining this conversation um and i want to say um Shit, man, no matter how you listen to the podcast, man, if it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Audio, Mac, if you're watching this on YouTube, man, I fuck with it, man. Fuck with your kid, man. Uh, thank you for, for supporting the podcast and, and, and keep building this empire brick by brick, man. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all that shit, man. Drop a review wherever you can, wherever you listen to this podcast. I truly appreciate the love and support. And um, shit, man, you know I give it up on this side, man. It's all love these ways.
You know what I'm saying? Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. You know what I'm saying? Stay safe. Stay sharp. Stay sane. And I'll try next week, man. I'm out this motherfucker, cuz. Peace. <laughs> Damn, I'm mad that episode fucked up, man. Yo, real shit, bro. I was talking about the big, big booty, dark skin bitches with dress throwing that ass back, and that should be clapping back on your ass. And you st- oh, Lord. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> real shit, man. We're your anniversary, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>